Hi everyone and welcome back to just like a short mini episode of When the World Falls podcast. This is going to be a mini episode of the Doe Diaries mini series so it's even a shorter episode than my usual ones. Um, my name is Teresa and I am your host. If this is your first When the World Falls episode, welcome. We're glad that you're here. We hope you stick around. Um, when the World Falls is an podcast series made up of a couple different mini episode series around different topics of true crime. Um, just a little background about me is that I'm a registered social worker with a focus on mental health and child protection. And so our mini series involve the um, John Doe's and Jane Doe's who have been un- who are un- unidentified um, missing persons the murder of children in government care, such as foster home, group homes, or adoptions, and parents who murder their children. And so the focus is not only to bring awareness to cases who are that are less popular, but also looking at some of the societal concerns that are brought up with these cases, um, more so around um, the cases of children who pass away in the care in government care, or who, who are murdered in government care, or their parents' care. Um, But again, we're really just trying to raise more public knowledge around some of these cases. Um, As mentioned, this is true crime, so listen at your own risk. There is conversation, while this is not graphic by any means, we are having conversations around the murder of children and adults and horrible things that people do to one another. And there will be discussion of murder and sexual assault and domestic violence and drug use and mental health concerns and probably more things than that so just kind of be aware and look after yourself and if it's an episode that's very triggering to you please don't listen I don't want to like further antagonize anyone's personal concerns but I do think that these stories are very important to tell um so for today's mini doe diaries episode we're going to be doing Philadelphia's girl forgotten girl in the box which has been, who has been unidentified for over 60 years. If you follow our series at all, we did do the story of the boy in the box back in December. And in doing my research, I came across the girl in the box from Philadelphia and the lack of information or anything that has done in her case is just so appalling and frustrating. And I feel that her story has just as much right to be heard as the, as um, the boy in the box and I think realizing that race and gender may have definitely played a role in the differences between these two children and their outcomes of their cases is huge um, so yeah I just want to bring the story up to you guys and someone knows who this little girl is and I think that she deserves to be reunited with her name and have her identity returned and just yeah this is just a very frustrating and sad story to tell you guys but let's get into it so may 3rd 1962 was a warm thursday in philadelphia around 4 p.m that afternoon barge worker jesse f davis saw a clothesline floating on the shoal kill river Sorry if I mispronounced that. Not from the States. Um, He hauled the line over and saw that it was wrapped around a wooden milk crate. He cut the cord and unraveled it from 
its captive, and suddenly a small, headless, and badly decomposed body floated up from to the surface. Jesse, obviously in significant shock and horror, quickly called the harbor patrol. Despite the amount of time that has passed in this case, we know almost as little about this poor child as now as we did back when Davis pulled her from the murky river back in 1962. When the medical examiner conducted her autopsy, she was determined to be a young black girl between four to six years old. She was 40 inches tall and weighed 45 pounds. Her tiny naked body had been stuffed into a milk crate between five days and two months before she was found. X-rays showed that her arms had been fractured before her death and her fourth finger on her right hand had almost been amputated or cut off, but was bandaged and wrapped in gauze and tape to keep it on. Her feet and back were burned post-mortem and she had been decapitated with a knife, hopefully also post-mortem. In the crate, she had been covered in a clear blue plastic sheet and white apron, which resembled a machinist workman's uniform, and the crate was weighed down with bricks. The area of the river where she was found was in the highly polluted petroleum refinery area, and U.S. Coast Guard estimated that the box had been thrown in about eight miles upriver from the Atlantic Refinery Company property, um... So, sorry, it had been thrown eight miles upriver from the Atlantic Refinery Company property, which placed the dumping location around East River Drive or West River Drive. There were pages of the March 11th, 1962 Sunday edition of the Philadelphia Evening Bulletin under her body. This was the best and only lead in her case. Her body was buried in a pauper's grave slash pauper's field in a fiberboard coffin. She was actually buried in the same original area as the boy in the box was buried originally. However, no one ever reported a young girl going missing. No crime identified. No witnesses came forward and her head was never found. Her cause of death was never even able to be determined. In 2018, researchers attempted to exhume her body However, in order to pull DNA to try and at least, you know, genetic, gene, forensic genealogy, DNA, putting her into the system. However, when they went to exhume her body, her plot was empty and her body has yet to be found. But somewhere, someone knows who she is and the truth and her name remain to be found. Um, that's honestly all the information I have for you on this child. This child was murdered over 60 years ago, and there is no information available on who she is, what's happened. We know as much as we did back in 1962. We have, her body has disappeared. No one knows where it is. No one knows if it's been moved. Um, there was never any sort of, like, DNA pulled from her ever. And so, like, this poor child is completely lost to the sands of time essentially because we have no way to identify her at this point. We have no body to use for DNA analysis, no photos. We can't do facial reconstruction because we've never found her, like her skull. Like nothing has been found for this child. The only information that we have is that she was buried with a 1962, sorry, the March 11, 1962 newspaper. So be between 
March 11th and May 3rd is when she was dumped in the water, essentially, right? Like, there's such little information made on this for this file, and it's just devastating because it is a four to six year old little girl who was murdered and shows sign of having been brutally abused prior to her death. And we have no information available on her at all. Um, I just really wanted to bring the story up to you guys so you know about it. I think that this story deserves to be heard. I've never heard it on any other podcast. Um, and I'm just, I think it's an important story to tell. Thank you for joining me. And um, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can join us on our Instagram. Our, my username will be posted in the show notes. Um, we can discuss things there as well. And I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye, guys.